You're listening to House Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Ah, uh, I thought there was going to be like a new one every break. I was so excited. You want more, Hal? We'll give you more. House Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide on Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCBT, May 20. Booyah! So, um, I mean, there, somebody, somebody is cleaning house, um, towards the, you know, the, the, I guess the legal issues this fall, they're going to be coming to the Trump organization, the family, Trump himself, the people in his circle. Um, we, you know, not only has, you know, Rudy Giuliani not been paid and nor is he going to be these uh, Trump is totally hanging him out to drive. <laughs> That's so amazing. Not, not. A, and look, and, and theoretically, they all did all of this for money. Of course. Yes. I mean, they, they, money and power. And in the case, you know, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani post 9-11 was having like, he had this international security firm that he would go and advise other countries on dealing with terroristic sure, threats, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Speak at these That's big dinners. Racket. Oh, it's a huge racket, especially for the dude whose brilliant idea after the first bombing of the tr- World Trade Centers was to move the emergency response headquarters into the World Trade Centers. You don't. You, you basically, what you know, you, you just like, you go for a hunt for like the 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 least likely target in the city. You just find a hot dog cart in Harlem or someplace on the Upper West Side where it's all art dealers and weirdos, and you know, and the, the terrorists over there looking at their map, going, "We must destroy this place and this place." I know those people are weird. I don't want to go anywhere. They can have it. Uh, this place over here, right? That place has great food. Yeah. I'm not going to blow up that area because if we go there, I, I want. There's a restaurant I read about on Yelp. That I want to try, but with the rest of this, we will blow to smithereens. Oh, interesting! They have put their emergency response center right in the center of our bullseye. How brilliant! You know, it's like it's, and that dude is telling us that our elections are fraudulent. And Mickey Mouse voted, and thirty people were to copy voted, even though there's no. I mean, it's like none of it works out. None of it ever works out. And like I said, everywhere they go. They're going to find more votes for Biden and fewer for Trump because anywhere there was a Republican who could throw out some mail-in ballots, they were going to throw them out willy-nilly for just signatures because they knew the vast majority of them would be Democratic votes. And then they'll take them, they'll cure them and go, did you really mail this? And people go, yeah, I did actually. That's my, I got it out on Mm -hmm. the Thursday beforehand. It got there. I got a notification. It was, it arrived and I thought it was counted. Then I didn't get the, it counted vote. Uh, you know, as a vote um, text or anything. And I found that weird. Well, it does now. It's going into the record that you voted in 2020. That's how it's going to happen. Every state they go to, every single one. And more so in the red states. Will it overtake the red states? No. But there will be more of those votes, just like in Pennsylvania, there were red counties where uh, legit Republican voters who voted by mail were having their votes thrown out. They were the only two people who filed a lawsuit that, you know, Giuliani and them basically represented them against the state of Pennsylvania in. But that lawsuit was two Republicans who tried to vote by mail and their vote was thrown out because it was a Republican county and they were throwing out any reason they could possibly find. Every, like, every fine, like, I don't know, that... They were all like signature experts all of a sudden. They're like, that A doesn't look like the first A. This person's clearly, right. a, this is a stamp, right? And they would just throw it out. They wouldn't give it a second glance. And and even the, you know, the Democrats in those areas, like, they have to live with those folks. So they're like, oh, whatever. It's fine. We're not going to win this county. And they just assumed it. So you could shave votes everywhere. So 
when they go back and do a recount, when they do this one in Texas, when they do the, you know, when they did the one in Idaho, they found more Biden votes there as well that were disqualified that should not have been. That's the Republican Secretary of State. That's the Republicans who were working there. Because people on the ground were just like, let's just throw out as many mail-in votes as we can because they're all going to be Biden. Trump's telling everybody to vote in person. And everybody, anybody who votes by mail, that's a, just assume it's a Democrat and you'll be 80% right. Eight, eight out of 10 times, you'll be throwing out a Biden vote all over the place. So, yeah. So, um, you know, Sidney Powell, obviously, we, just, we learned not only that Rudy Giuliani is persona non grata at all of Trump's properties, so is Sidney Powell. Um, neither of them can go that on. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, she has now um, been told, like, she's, she's one of these folks that apparently, this is fascinating. Her problems uh, right now do not need to be the former president's problems, one, one knowledgeable source said. Being Sidney Powell is harder than it used to be. This is from the Daily Beast. Once she was a key player in Donald Trump's inner circle, um, these days she might uh, have trouble just getting in the front door. The Kraken Queen long ago removed herself from acceptability among the more respectable GOP circles with a constant stream of bizarre election conspiracy theories and lawsuits, by the way, that are you know had three misspelled words on the cover page. But knowledgeable sources tell the Daily Beast that the places she's unwelcome now include Trump properties, where advisors look to keep the former president away from her. Her unrelenting antics. How much you want to bet? Okay, this is interesting. This, where advisors look to keep the former president away from her. Does that sound like Trump is saying, keep her away from me? Or does that sound like a bunch of people around him going, grandpa's brain is porous and this woman is yeah. here with a can of spackle. Um, she's going to spackle the holes in his brain with Nutella. She's like here, she, like he's going to believe whatever she says. Same thing with Rudy. Yeah, he didn't want to see Rudy because he thinks Rudy's a loser. But uh, he might see Sidney Powell if she keeps filling his head with "There's a chance." So the advisors are like, you know, keep stiff arming her at all these places. And then we find out this week that Corey Lewandowski. Um, has been broomed. Um, this is uh, uh, this this is uh, let's see, like a bad uh, bad breath. Corey Lewandowski keeps coming back, but uh, he might have finally worn out his welcome in Trump world for good. According to allegations reported in Politico, the wife of a Republican donor claimed that Lewandowski repeatedly touched her, including her leg and buttocks, spoke to her in sexually graphic terms, and stalked her throughout the evening. Oh yeah, he also allegedly remarked on the size of his genitalia, described his sexual performance, and showed her his hotel room key. Um, okay. Ooh. The, the alleged incident cost Lewandowski his role running a Trump super PAC, as well as his role in advising South Dakota Governor Christy Noem. Now, the, there's all this like rumor floating around that he and, he and Noem were having an affair. And she's had to push back against that while this new scandal's come out for Christy Noem that she got her daughter um, uh, like front of the line for a real estate license. You know, like, mm -hmm. m yeah, manipulated regulators to get her, a, you know, a sweet move. But, you know, they're using the unwanted sexual advances thing for Lewandowski. One would think that would make him a key player in a Trump organization. Yeah, that's how honest, you honest, the ladder. Honest to God, he sounds like Trump org's version of HR. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to your uh, sexual harassment seminar. I'm your HR representative, Corinne Lewandowski. Uh, okay, stand up, bend over. All right, this is, 
Um, he, he's exactly who they would hire. I mean, honestly, the more you read this, the creepier it gets. And the more Lewandowski just sounds like somebody that Trump would love to shoot the crap with, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, the the woman who spoke about it, on the evening of September 26th in Las Vegas, Nevada, I attended a dinner to support a charity and spent time with wonderful friends, Odom said in a statement to Politico. He repeatedly touched me inappropriately, said violent, disgusting things to me, stalked me, made me feel violated and fearful. I'm, I'm coming forward because he needs to be held accountable, Odom continued. I'm blessed to have a loving husband and family behind me. I want other women to know that you can be heard too, and together we can stop terrible things like this from happening. Um, Lewandowski, who did not respond to multiple requests for comment, was surprising. Um, um, uh, let's see. Yeah, Pam and Pam Bondi was the one to give him the push. Corey Lewandowski will be going on to other endeavors, and we very much want to thank him for his service. He will no longer be associated with Trump world. Yeah, Trump World is That's, an awful name for an amusement park. That that is absolutely. Every ride is shaky. Um, yeah, it, it, basically you just take Pervitin and lay in a dark room, and on <laughs> and and then it just flashes fake news. It's the it's the fastest dropping roller coaster in the world. You, there's a roller coaster that's his election loss. It starts. Yeah. It, it click clack click clack clicks up the November third, and then it's not, which isn't very high. But then in November fourth, oh, yeah, when they count all the rest of the votes. So, yeah, it's really scary. It's one of the best rides in the park, or whatever. Um, and and then of course uh, the hair wheel, which is really odd. It's one of those spinning oh. things, but you're just basically in a nest of yellow hair. Um, it's, <laughs> Trump world is awful. We'll talk about the snacks when we come back. We're at the news already. It's it's the yeah. House Marks Radio program, Mega Worldwide, now with 100% more. Johnny Million. Don't forget to fo- uh, follow Johnny on Twitter. Johnny Million One, the number one, because he's number one in my book. And uh, follow me at Hal Sparks on Twitter because I'm a branding genius. We'll be back. <laughs> so, um, oh, man. Yeah, it's, uh, this this story, We we Johnny and I were looking during the break. We're going to talk about the the real audits from realaudits.org of the Cyber Ninjas audit and where they go through their numbers and compare it to the original account and all that stuff. And it's it's just hilarious. These guys are you know, they're they're rudimentarily charming guys that the audit uh you know, the audit guys or whatever, you know, they 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 got a pedestrian sense of humor, but it's there. You know what I mean? They're not afraid to put it in their reports. And um but or is, I guess we should call him Ludendowski now. Um, oh, yes. He apparently just, it, it was a fundraiser. That's why. If he'd have groped someone anywhere else, I doubt they would have cared. But they were raising money. And this is a donor, a donor's wife. I, I think it might be her money, so maybe both. But either way, they both make the decisions. Let's assume, for equality's sake, that they're both the donors. and Because it doesn't really go into it. And um, he, like, groped this woman, and she's pushing back, and her husband's outraged, and they're mad, and as they should be. But they're not going to donate to this organization anymore. They're not going to give any Save America Pack money, period. That's dead now. That's done. It's not going to happen. Um, so they go. there's a little bit of backstory on Lewandowski in this article. And it's a little piece that I, I was not made aware of back when he was, like, grabbing reporters by the arms and, uh, you know, and allegedly... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yes, right. When he ushered that person away. Yes. So, um, right. I mean, during that, this would have been maybe relevant because he worked for Senator Bob Smith's 2002 re-election bid in New Hampshire. And in the interest of uh, 
the person writing the article, I guess. In the interest of full disclosure, during this time, he, be he briefly became my wife's boss. She was already working as a fundraising consultant for Smith and left soon after Lewandowski was hired. So basically, he was just brought in, then she left. Lewandowski, she tells me, insisted on being called the Hammer. <laughs> even though that was uh, Tom DeLay's nickname, if you'll recall. Um, he didn't make any advances, though she recalls once being inside his apartment where the decor consisted of two lawn chairs and stacks of porn magazines. She left the apartment and the campaign shortly after that. Uh, this is a dude... Uh, this is a dude who ran a presidential campaign for Trump. And now it's all starting to make sense. Because we look at all the people that Trump hires and we're like, why that guy? Well, this. I'm uh, like, the, uh, if he visited Lewandowski. Yeah, because are the best person. Yeah, absolutely. Hashtag the best people. Just walk, like, just walking over going, sweet digs. Which one's my pile? I get the big long chair, right? Patrick Bateman, right? Um, this overall, uh, I mean, he, like, he's, he's been rude and he yells at people and whatever and yada, yada. And the, like, hostile workforce, I'm sorry, folks, but hostile workplace, uh, accusations in a Republican campaign don't hold water because you joined that party. You joined that system. Yeah. You know, that's what they believe. You know that denigrating people and false hierarchies the assertion of hierarchy instead of the earned hierarchy is the is literally the driving force of the republican party currently i mean they peter principled their president right into the white house there's nothing in trump's they nickname themselves yes they do yeah you can't that's a that's a good sign so yeah it's a if, classic if you, sociopath move is insisting on a nickname right um, and, you know, and I, that's why I've never been successful with a, with a nickname, like making, I mean, my name's short to start with. So that kind of, you know, but I, you know, toyed with the idea of, like I said, people have, some people have a hard time pronouncing Hal, if they have a foreign accent. So H mm -hmm. or just calling me Sparks and sure. right for their part. And I just couldn't follow through with it. It seems so contrived. It's like calling your, yeah. like. It's like saying, you know, that's how Hal Sparks feels about Hal Sparks. I mean, you're asking me a Hal Sparks kind of a question. Hal Sparks, he Sparks. I mean, Hal Sparks. Yeah, right. How does Hal Sparks deal with this guy? You're asking me right now, what would Hal Sparks do in this situation? And being Hal Sparks, I'll give you the most Hal Sparksian answer. Like that always. That's what it feels like to me. Sparks, just, yeah. just suggesting somebody just say, hey, just call me Sparks if it's hard. Like even that seems like, ugh, you know. But these guys call me the Hammer. Shut up. Shut up. No, no, I insist. I insist. Shut up. Um, Pro-Trump singer Joy Via filed a police report saying Lewandowski sexually assaulted her at a party taking place at Trump International Hotel in D.C., among other things. Via alleged Lewandowski uh, smacked her on the backside really hard, almost violent in nature. Lewandowski's behavior did not damp her villa's support for Trump. As recently as last year, she appeared at the Grammy Awards wearing a pro-Trump dress. Take that, AOC, is what it said. Well, I, I guess she did because uh, because she Trump lost and AOC was at the Met wearing a tax the rich dress. So I guess yeah, I guess she did. All right. Well, I didn't realize there was that much uh, quid pro quo going on in the music community for the rest of us. Um, um, 
this raises the obvious question. Like, why is Lewandowski finally being held accountable now? The answer is obvious. As Maggie Haverman explained in the New York Times, aides to Mr. Trump insist that the latest incident is different, particularly because it involves a donor to the former president. That's the only reason. Mm. That's the only Money. reason. There is no moral there there. There is no point where they're not okay with this kind of behavior towards women or the denigration of employees or insulting behavior or or actual acts of violence, you know, however minor they may be. Um none of those folks, you know, mattered. None of none of that activity mattered. What mattered it's a donor He's giving money. And now they're not going to give the money anymore. You you mess with the money train. This is it. Um, the unpardonable sin is doing anything that Trump receives is taking liberties with whatever is perceived to be Trump's domain, which is the money. That's why, say, grabbing a reporter, refusing to pay child support won't get you banished. But denying Trump's big lie will. That's why Trump donors exist in the do not grope zone. As never Trump conservative Charlie Sykes put it, um, uh, Quote, asses may be grabbed and thighs fondled, but the donor class shall not be molested. The megaverse has standards. The megaverse has standards. Uh, and that's what it is. That's and and ultimately one of the what was what was what do you think was Rudy's biggest crime? Or even Sidney Powell's biggest crime? Besides I mean, they couldn't, technically speaking, they couldn't win their lawsuits. There was no there there. So let's just put that aside that they were failed and they lost. What was so like their real crime or their crime in Trump world? They're, they're in Trump world. What was their biggest crime in Trump uh, world? Anybody they, want to? They them? couldn't deliver. Like no. they they lied to him and said worse. It's I, worse I can make than this that. happen. It's worse than that. People like oh. in the, on the Daily Chat might know what's the crime you can't commit around Trump. Yeah, Victoria Sanders is the quickest to it, but uh, looking foolish embarrassing him now oh uh, yeah what now 13 service members were killed in the evacuation of, of personnel and afghans and and military members from the from afghanistan 13 last night i showed a clip on my live stream of trump on flashpoint saying 12 nobody knows why he shaved off a number it seems very odd it may be you know a brain fart but he never corrected it nobody corrected him by the way Nobody jumped in with 13. And, and, and it's okay if that happens because you might have been thinking about something else and somebody asks you a question and you're like 12 and you're like, did I say 12? I mean 13. And that's how, you, that's how it works. Um, that, there's nothing wrong with that. The problem uh, that, you know, the, the way Trump addresses the Afghan withdrawal is not about the deaths of those people. It's not about the vetting of people or the lack of vetting, which is the complaints that a lot of right-wing people have about Afghans coming here. It's that it's the biggest embarrassment in our country's history. That's what he keeps saying. It's the biggest embarrassment in our country's history. It is by no means the biggest embarrassment in our country's history. That, that is an absurdity beyond measure, especially from the guy who sold beef, corn, and soybeans to the Chinese while accusing them of sending a bioweapon over while it killed at, at that point, 600,000 Americans. I mean, it's, it's, it's absurd. It's silly. So um, what's the biggest crime you can commit in Trump world? Embarrassing him. Being embarrassing. And that's why Rudy got the boot. Rudy sweating motor oil uh, during that thing had nothing to do with what he was talking about. Nothing at all. Rudy became an embarrassment.
It was embarrassing on a visual level, on a TV level. Now, he can, Trump can take embarrassment that you know you can't see that you have to look up in an appendix, right? Oh yeah, he did lose more money in New York real estate than any person in New York's history the same year he wrote Art of the Deal. That's something you can look up on paper, but he's never on tape saying it. That Nobody walked up to him at a book signing and went, congratulations on your new book. You do realize you just lost more money. You know, like it's not visual. So he, he's not afraid of those kind of embarrassments. He feels like he'd talk his way out of it. Sidney Powell was an embarrassment. She, her, it was typos. It was her misspelling of words. Not her stupid ideas. Not the insanity of it. But just misspelling certain words on her filings. And it got out in the news and people could show it. It's visual. Anything there's a visual representation of, that's what scares him. And you gotta go. Because it's gonna cost him money and it's embarrassing. And, and that's why he will say the, the, the Afghan withdrawal is the most embarrassing thing. That's the most embarrassing thing. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, all the while, he's lessening the death count of our own service people just by via brain fart. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. The um, the infrastructure bill and the um, the recon bill, the reconciliation bill, um, uh, obviously hit snags this week, and a deal is going to be made to pare down the reconciliation bill, which is what everybody believed all along, and. Both bills passing will both will absolutely happen, and the result, uh, the resulting two bills will be no different, no different than had the first one passed and the other one gone through the process, or they both went together. They're going to be the same size. We'll be back. <laughs> attention! Attention! Stop what you're doing. Because we're coming back to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it. Now let's get back with Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. So the, um, obviously the, the infrastructure bill, the bipartisan infrastructure bill, which, um, would have passed and therefore that's the problem, um, was going to come up for a vote on Thursday, didn't. There was a possibility it would next it, the next day. Biden came down to meet with them, which is, by the way, isn't it nice? Let's, let's just step back for a second and look at how 70s this whole thing is. I know people will try to equate, you know, Biden with Carter in a bad way or whatever, but there's an element of there's a huge bill that will do a lot of good for the country. It's a lot of taxpayer funds. It has, it's a lot of, it has a lot of complexities, and the president and his team, who wrote the bill, are going to, are coming down to the Senate and the House to meet with everybody. He's on the phone all the time with them, trying to get him on board. The deal making he did with Manchin on the one point nine trillion dollar rescue plan from Peril mm-hmm. is is beautiful. I mean, it's classic Senate, you know, kind of what like friendly version of Lyndon Johnson in many ways. He made it happen. And and in the same way, like that's that's the plan here. And he said yesterday, it what it, it, it's going to happen with six uh, minutes, six hours, uh, six days, or six weeks. It's going to happen. And he's right; it, it is going to happen. Um, and more than likely, um, it's it's because 
the bigger bill, the recon bill, will be pared down to something acceptable to Mansion Cinema and possibly mm-hmm. a couple of other Republicans who are on board with the other in, uh, other infrastructure bill and have been on board with things like paid family leave and allowing Medicare to negotiate prices. All this, you know, and there's several things in there that everybody was for for a long time. That's why it's a popular bill. There's some stuff in there that people are, you know, cross-eyed about, not sure why it's in there, which again, seems like fat to be trimmed and they knew it. But the idea, you know, in the Progressive Caucus was, we're going to pass this $3.5 trillion bill and until that passes the Senate, we're not passing the other one. Well, you're not, the the $3.5 trillion bill is, and the reason was they believed that if they passed the the infrastructure bill, the, the recon bill would not get passed in its current form. It would be, uh, you know, cut down and made less of what it was. Well, that's what's happening now. That, there is no version of reality where voting, uh, you know, not voting for the infrastructure bill kept the $3.5 trillion bill where it was. That's That was supposedly what was supposed to happen out of this. That was the what hold the line was supposed to actually make happen. And it absolutely did not. It just started the process that would have happened afterwards a little earlier but everybody signed on to parallel track anyways. It's just an unnecessary gambit of three weeks of, of some sort of like uh, Mexican standoff. Le- legislative. You sign it. No, you sign it. No, you sign and then I'll sign. We'll both put our pens on the paper at the same time. That kind of stuff. And it, ultimately, yeah. the end result, um, Bernie Sanders says we need to keep it at $3 trillion. Well, it's not going to stay at $3 trillion. It is not. And Bernie Sanders will vote for whatever the final bill is. Bernie Sanders is not going to capsize the infrastructure bill and this the and the three trillion dollar uh, you know formerly three trillion dollar now probably one seven to two, um, maybe as low as one five. And I went through this a little bit, and we went through the what's in the bills and what's available and yada yada yada. Um, and on my show on Friday, and. When it comes to like what's in, you know, community college, right? You're going to pay for two years of free community college. That's going to be in the bill. And it, and everybody's like, Kristen Sinema's holding out and Bernie Sanders is going to, trying to get this through. Well, in Bernie Sanders state, his state gets three times as much money in this bill as Arizona does for free college tuition. College tuition is, state, is, is a state cost, I guess, that they've established and it will stay there. So for every student... Uh, that they send to community college, the state will get six thousand dollars, six six, so two eight or six six thousand six hundred twenty eight dollars, and then um, Arizona gets two thousand two hundred dollars per student, mm. even with ASU, even with all that stuff, and um, that that's that's where some of the negotiation is starting to uh, seize up because elements of the Progressive Caucus put a lot of stuff in the bigger bill because it's their bill and they figured the infrastructure bill would be pared down um, that is um, unequal state to state. And some of the states are pushing back on that and and two of them in particular, mainly Arizona is the, you know, is that, you know, is a, the biggest pushback. And that's just one sector of it. Um, the real, the, the reality is it has not gone through markup in the Senate and that's going to hold it up for time no matter what. And it's going to shear stuff out of it. And there's a, I mean, it's a great bill. It's got a lot of great stuff in it. 
it's also padded with stuff you can take out to make people feel good. And you can give them a win at home. I got this for us, but I also got rid of some of the fat. I trimmed the fat. I'm the trimmed fat person. I got you this road, but they wanted it to have, you know, glow in the dark lines. And we don't like that out here. It scares the birds out here in rural uh, Virginia. So that kind of stuff. <clears throat> um, so, and, and the number about infrastructure spending, like I said, has been somewhere in the order of we need a five to $11 trillion um, facelift in this country on, in, in terms of infrastructure. That's what we need to be like the futuristic country that we are, to, you know, to, to exemplify the quality of life and the available technology and all those things. We can do that, you know, and we have it within our, you know, we, that is a totally possible thing to do over the course of 10 to 20 years. Um, and the, the cost of not doing it also has to factor in. That's the one thing that nobody likes to talk about. That's where climate change conversations become the most relevant is where people talk about, well, if you, you do this, it's going to cost us a bunch of money. Well, if you don't do it, um, you're you're going to, it's going to cost you more money and lives and people will lose their businesses and that kind of stuff. And so that's the argument that needs to be made more often, I think, in the climate conversation around direct pollution and sea rise and that kind of stuff that we need to shore up Miami against sea rise and all that kind of stuff. And you'll start to see like Florida Republicans are all in on that kind of stuff. Infrastructure for shoring up the beaches in Miami Unless you bring up that the reason they're eroding in the first place is climate change. And then they're like, ah, 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 squirrel, right? So um, there will be a version of this. I'm, my guess is 1.7, somewhere in that ballpark. Under 2. Somewhere a shave under 2. Like the $1.9 trillion rescue package. And since it's over 10 years, and, you can, and they, what they can do is they can lower the the corporate tax rate, they were going to raise it by five points. They can cut it by two, five. They can raise it by two, five. Two and a half. Yeah. So that's, um, that is, you know, that's my prediction about how they're kind of working it out right now as far as the material aspects of it. Um, and, and in many ways, I, you know, I have, I still have faith that both of them will pass. Um, but there's just there is simply no way that uh, Kristen Cinema is going to vote for the three point five trillion. She's just not going to in its form without mm. markups, without it going through, or without her getting to you know put something in or take something out. And we don't know what that is yet. So the idea of holding the other bill hostage for her um, to to force her to get the three point five trillion dollar bill passed failed this week because the three point five trillion dollar bill is dead in its current form. It will not pass at 3.5. It will pass at 1715. That's that's just the reality of it. And I people were getting mad at me yesterday for bringing this up as all this stuff sort of unfolded as if re, threatening Kristen Cinema with primarying or censure or something is a possibility or even a reality in the time frame we're looking at and it is not. And ultimately if she decides at one point to switch parties, the Republicans have control of the Senate. If she decides to go independent, she can caucus back and forth however she wants and is no longer a sure vote. And there's an argument that there are 50 Republicans and only, you know, in this case, there will be 47 
Democrats. The other three caucus with them and will vote with them. But if you can peel off Kristen Sinema's votes, we're at a stalemate. Mm-hmm. We're done. So this is, you know, this is going to, this is the real, this, this is why I said it was the colonoscopy of the sausage factory this week. This is, but this is the reality. So the, the gambit to not allow the vote, the, the con- conventional wisdom, oh, we went way over the break. The conventional wisdom is, we'll take a break in just a second. The, the conventional wisdom is, is that holding the line will make them pass this $3.5 trillion bill so that we know it will get through and then we'll pass the infrastructure bill. And that's how we'll guarantee the the recon bill will get through. And that's not what's happening. That that failed this week. That strategy fell apart. Because what ultimately happened was they held, withheld that vote and the $3.5 trillion bill is not going to get passed as is. It's going to be pared down before the other bill gets written. And they'll have to sit there maybe six weeks and twiddle their thumbs if they don't want to pass the infrastructure bill and get on with it while this bill is being cut down smaller and smaller and smaller to the point it will pass. And there's no one in the House that will not vote for the bill no matter how small it gets. So that, that there is no leverage against cinema, And there's none against the, the Republicans at all. At all. So is there a way I wish things were? Yeah, absolutely. I wish we had 56 sure. senators. Then we wouldn't even be talking about this. We'll be back. Yeah. 